and uh, we are live. Amen. Hello, everybody. Hello to those of you out there in Facebook land and later on tonight, YouTube land, and even Spock, later on, Spock land out there in the uh, yeah, <laughs> out there in Spotify and uh, podcast land. There you go. So it's good to be with you here tonight. We're going to get started with a song. And uh, then we'll dive right into our topics for the evening. All right, this one says, Amazing Love. Amen. You know what I forgot? What? I forgot something. Wait, did we get your capo? No. You know what I forgot? Put a battery in that right there. And yeah. plug it in. Well, then how do we do that? <laughs> do we start over again? You generally said that hurts that. Now this is just uh, the the portion where I plug this in. Formality. Formality. If you want to hear us, that is. If you're wondering, we are human. This is proof of it. All right. Now, now we're good. Now we're good. All right. Well, you know, who needs the blooper reel whenever you can have it live? Yeah. Amen. So we we don't we don't claim perfection anyway. That's right. But. We have righteousness through Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go again. Yeah. 
right, well tonight we have a, a special treat for you because typically we have one question and sometimes we break it apart and make it two questions so that it's a little easier to digest. Yeah. Uh, however, tonight we have three questions. And so we're going to jump right in and do our best to answer all three of these. And continue to remember, after tonight, you'll see again on our Facebook page uh, a post that says, if you have any questions or a topic you would like the Roundtable to cover, please comment on it. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Or if you know somebody who doesn't do Facebook but they would like to still send in their question, you can send an email to lbcroundtable at gmail.com. That's right. Brother, what are we looking at tonight? Sister Amy had a question that many people have faced during the death of a loved one. Mm -hmm. uh, should they be buried or cremated or does it even matter? Hmm. And if they choose cremation, uh, is it uh, biblical? Hmm. And there are a lot of facts around about cremation and brother, I'm not, I'm not the most qualified to answer the question to be honest with you. I, I know there's nothing in the Bible about it, but uh, Brother Kyle, you've had 10 years experience in the funeral home and in the cremation business. So uh, would you like to share some of uh, that experience with us? Certainly. And like you said, there are many uh, good facts about cremation. In fact, uh, cremation is a way to memorialize your loved one and uh, the sense that their remains can be present with you in the desired container or containers that you've selected. Uh, one can also carry the remains of their loved one and spread it out over their favorite uh, fishing place, golf course, etc. Whatever it was that they, they like to do. But you know, more often than not, price is the determining factor on whether or not people go with the cremation. And but that's because an average funeral, and we're talking, whenever I say average funeral, I'm talking uh, church, preacher, embalming, casket, the whole kit and caboodle will run you somewhere around $11,000. And that's on the low end. I mean, uh, we once had a, a casket, and yes, I said a casket that sold for $20,000. Solid cherry with brass fittings. Just to rot up in the grave. Well, I said all that, though, to say this. The average price for cremation without any fancy container is about $995. Yeah. $995. That's a huge difference. And, you know, you can buy a good urn just as good as you can get from any of the, any of the local funeral homes or anywhere. On Amazon for a hundred bucks anymore. You can buy anything on Amazon. <laughs> so now to answer the question though that was asked, is cremation biblical? Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that there is no place in the Bible that forbids cremation. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, many of the victims of the uh, terrorist attack on the Twin Towers were vaporized and never found. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't any fault of their own, so it wouldn't be just to, uh, wouldn't be just uh, for them to hold, uh, for the Bible, for God to hold uh, them responsible if there was some kind of scripture forbidding them. Mm -hmm. and, and how about the children that were sacrificed to the god Moloch by some heathen nations in the Old Testament? Uh, it wasn't their fault either. All these folks will be raised up with a new glorified body one day, just as though, just as, just as short as those that were buried. And when a person dies, uh, brother, his, his spirit and soul go to either Hades or, or heaven. His body of flesh is left to decompose in the grave. Uh, it's really insignificant whether the body was burned, buried, or eaten by wild beasts because God returns and we get a new glorified body. The Bible says flesh and blood uh, cannot see the kingdom of God. And you know, if you think about it, the folks that were buried, say, 500 years ago, 
uh, are practically all dust anyways. Uh, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 7, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So if anything, uh, cremation simply speeds up the initial process that's going to take place. So if you're out there listening today and you're considering cremation as opposed to a full burial because of cost or whatever the case may be, uh, go ahead. You know, don't let anybody tell you that God frowns upon it because, plain and simple, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And you know, brother, that's, that's a lie that's been told to a lot of people by uh, the Catholic Church for years. Uh, I think it was back in 1968 they finally changed uh, their doctrine based on it. It came straight, straight from the doctrinal office. Oh, that, that has a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. And God honor that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it came straight from their doctrinal office in 1968 that uh, cremation under certain circumstances would be all right. But now, just recently, in the last year, in 2019, uh, they came out and said that they're uh, okay with cremation, but only if these certain guidelines are met. Number one, if uh, one is to be cremated and the remains are to go home with the individual, then they must receive special permission from the bishop in order to take those remains home, mm -hmm. in order for them to be honored as sacred. Yeah, I wonder what that would cost. Right? Yeah. Secondly, uh, in order to have a cremation, uh, and if you were Catholic, then you have to have a service by the Catholic Church with a Catholic priest who then would bless it. And on top of that, you would have to then be buried in a sacred place which the Catholic Church designated. Yeah, more money. More money. And so... I mean, that, that kind of rolls right into what we got coming up here. Brother Lou was talking about. Yeah, we, uh, next question we had was, uh, was Peter the first pope? Uh, mm. Tell you the truth, that's another Catholic thing, to be honest with you. Uh, Brother Freeze wants to know what scripture is used by the Catholics to mm -hmm. cause them to believe that uh, Peter was the first pope. The uh, Catholic tradition, in their tradition, and I emphasize tradition, the office of Pope was supposed to start with Peter, who they say had authority over all the other apostles. Hmm. They use Matthew uh, 16, uh, 13 through 20 to back up their position. And the only question we have to ask is, do they have a valid point? Uh, they also contend that God passed Peter's apostolic authority to other bishops of Rome who would then fill his position as Pope in what's called apostolic succession. Hmm. They also hold a position that Peter and all subsequent popes were infallible, if you can believe that, and that he guides his church without error. Well, we've already seen doctrinal changes that they made, so somebody messed up somewhere, right? In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus tells Peter, uh, Peter, thou art rock, you know, and, and that means peace of the rock. The word Peter means peace of the rock. And uh, he says, then he says, but upon this rock, and the rock there means uh, this mass of stone, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, this isn't hardly a scripture that teaches uh, Peter as the first pope. In fact, the word pope isn't even found in the, uh, in the scriptures. Nope. To properly read that uh, thing, Kyle, uh, Jesus is saying to Peter, he's saying, uh, Peter, uh, you're but a piece of the rock, and, uh, but I'm the mass of stone, and the church will be built on the mass of stone, me, right. not you. Uh, Jesus is the mass. Now, Peter's but a piece of the rock. And, you know, you turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, uh, Paul backs that up 
to what he wrote to the church in Ephesus. He says, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles, of which Peter was one of twelve, and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Mm -hmm. Now the cornerstone was always the first stone laid in the building. Everything else went to the cornerstone. Right. Uh, the foundation would follow that. Uh, and then, and then after the foundation, then the rest of the congregation would be built upon it. Uh, as far as Peter being infallible and in authority over other disciples, uh, man, that has to be a stretch. I mean, mm. even for a Catholic, you know, to believe that. Uh, he denied Christ not once but three times. Mm -hmm. When Christ was crucified, Peter told the others, I go fishing. <laughs> you know, he has returned to his original profession. Mm. As far as he was concerned, it was over with, you know. And then on the Mount of Transfiguration where uh, Peter, James, and John went up with Jesus, uh, he wanted to stay, not build a church. Well, in fact, if you read that a little bit closer, he wanted to build a shrine to Jesus, to Moses, and to Elijah and just stay there and worship. Yeah. And God pretty much had to say, Peter, shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think God told Peter that a lot. You know that? <laughs> Paul said in uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, that when, when Peter was came to Antioch, that he withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. Mm. Uh, that doesn't sound like Peter was infallible to me. No. The Bible says, for all his sin comes short of the glory of God. And that would include Peter and all other men of the earth and also the Catholics who call uh, who, uh, who call themselves, uh, who have called themselves a pope or a, a, call a pope to run over them, rule over them. Now for the last part of that question, did Peter have authority over the other apostles? Other apostles? Not hardly. Yeah, you know, in 1 Peter 5, 1 through 5, we see where Peter encourages the elders in the church and says, who I am also an elder. Now, that's not putting himself over them. Uh, that's that's, put like, that's making himself, identifying himself with them. Uh, he, he goes on to say in verse 1 that he is also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. And again, he's putting himself among the elders and not over them. In verse 3 uh, of that section, he says, neither as being Lord over God's heritage. I mean, he says that, mm -hmm. but being examples to the flock. Acts 15, uh, chapter 15, verses 1 through 23, if you read that section, we find Peter was uh, consulting with the other apostles and elders concerning the Gentiles and the church. He didn't have any authority over them, but was consulting with them about what to do about the problem. At the conclusion, it was the church that ultimately decided the issue along with the elders and the apostles, not Peter by himself. Verse 22 says, Then it pleased it, the, pleased it the apostles and the elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul. Clearly, it was the church at Jerusalem that made the final decision and not Peter. Mm. So, brother, the answer... To rather Peter was the first pope is pretty clear. That's a big no. Yeah. And and Peter never claimed any special title or, or role, and 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 he didn't have authority over the entire church. In fact, as history dictates, I think the only time he may have been in Rome was when he was crucified upside down for the cause of Christ. There, other than that, is no historical record of him ever going to Rome and transferring this apostolic. Uh, a divine power or whatever it was to any episcopate that was there in Rome. And not to mention a pope was to be unwed and, and not to be married. That's right. Well, 
Yeah, big, 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 big on that one. That's right. Yeah. And now, Jesus came to visit Peter at his house, and it was to heal his mother-in-law. I mean, we all know how you get a mother-in-law. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> hey, now, I love my mother-in-law. Well, me too. <laughs> uh, the church is the ultimate authority, mm -hmm. and not any one man. Right. Uh, you know, including the pope and brother, including the pastor. Mm -hmm. You know, our, the church is over the pastor. Uh, in fact, Peter himself points to Jesus Christ as a shepherd uh, and, and bishop of your soul. He doesn't point to himself or any other pastor uh, for that. Even pastors are under shepherds, under the authority of Christ to keep watch over the flock. The uh, church is Christ's church, and he alone is the authority over the head and not the pope. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the, the whole pope thing is another Catholic thing that that has absolutely no biblical basis whatsoever. And, and now, this evening, for our third question, and our final question, and this was asked by uh, Sister Laura, said, why is Israel still looking for the Messiah? It's a uh, sad, sad situation, really. Uh, basically, Israel was and still is looking for a political messiah mm -hmm. uh, but Jesus brought to them a spiritual uh, and I thank God he did that he brought you know he brought redemption of sins to not only Israel but to the world uh, Isaiah 52 and 53 prophesied of a suffering messiah that the Jews apparently ignored mm. unfortunately they are still ignoring Jesus because uh, simply because he didn't fulfill all the Bible prophecies when he was here the first time they ignore the fact that he will fulfill the few that are left when he comes again in the second advent of Christ. Uh, as uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 52 and verse 14 says, As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Mm. Uh, Kyle, he was, he was marred by the cross, where he paid the price for Israel's sin and all, and all men. And, and now his own has rejected. And that's a sad day for Israel and, and Jesus. Brother, it's a sad day for everyone who's rejected uh, his sacrifice. And, and you know that, that next verse, uh, verse 15 says, So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Uh, Jesus, when he shed his blood on the cross at Calvary, it was for the whole world. It, it was shed for every nation, every man, you know, and and for everyone, whosoever will. And it said that, you know, they're they're going to shut their mouths at him. He's going to silence the kings. Uh, they're not going to be able to, they're, they're going to try, but they're not going to be able to dispute it because it's going to come to pass and there's nothing they can do about it. That's right. Whenever you look at uh, the next chapter, and starting in verse 2, it gives us a description uh, of of the coming Messiah at this time when Isaiah was was writing, he said he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. I mean, he he wasn't some you know Olympian or some you know Fabio kind of fella. He was an average Joe, yeah. if you will, and of course we know he was far above average because oh, he yeah. was God and man. I guess the idea is he, if you. If you run into him in the street, just like everybody else, it looks like everybody else. That's right. 
And the Bible says in First uh, John 3 and 2 that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So, brother, when, when Jesus returns, he'll be carrying with him the only thing in heaven made by mortal man, and that is the marks in his hands and in his feet and in his side. Mm. And Israel will know when they see him, this, this is the same Jesus. This is the same Jesus whom we crucified. Yeah, they, they, uh, they'll, they'll be haunted with that one. Mm. You know, I remember, if I remember right, brother, that uh, at the cross of the crucifixion, uh, when Pilate says that he washed his hands of this blood of this innocent man, that they say, let his blood be on us. Mm. And maybe us and our children, I'm not sure. But man, wow, I wouldn't. I wouldn't what a statement. Oh, what a <laughs> dumb statement. Yeah. Israel 53.3 says that uh, he is despised and rejected of men, that he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Uh, his sorrow and grief was because of his love for us. That's right. He died for the sins of the world, and now Israel has rejected his both his love and his sacrifice. Mm. He now weeps for them because he has given all to them, and now they are hell bound without him. Verse four goes on to say that he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And uh, brother, the burden he carried wasn't his own, but instead it was our griefs and sorrows, and he carried them to the cross, and they were crucified with him, yeah. just Amen. like Amen, man, Amen. just like. That old song. I just got cold chills. My sin, oh, the bliss of that glorious thought. Not in part, but the whole is nailed to his cross, and I care, bear it no more. Amen. Praise the Lord, Amen. oh, my soul. He, he, he was resurrected, then sin stayed in the grave. That's right. Amen. <laughs> uh, Isaiah 53, 5 says that uh, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. Mm. Uh, Kyle, sin's ugly. Oh, yeah. And and when, when he took our transgression, there was nothing pretty about what it done to him. No, not at all. Uh, in fact, Isaiah 53, 6 says our iniquities were laid on him. And brother, I can't help but whenever I think of that, uh, Jesus rode in on uh, the foal of an ass, it said, yeah. uh, on a donkey. Yeah. And such a humble presence there. And to think that he was brought so low and so humbled when he took our sins, that just as he was sat upon that, that donkey, our sin was laid across his back, and he carries it yeah. now. Uh, as Isaiah 53, 7 says that he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Mm. said he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Yeah. Even though innocent, they crucified him. And all the time that the Jews, that, they, that he was being crucified, the Jews were yelling, crucify him, crucify him, unaware that Jesus was their deliverer. Man. Isaiah 53, 8 said he was cut out of the land of the living. And now think about that for a moment. We know that in death, that meant he would have been cut off from the land of the living. But even just before that, you remember Jesus cried, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And for that moment in time, Jesus was as alone as any person ever had or ever would be. Hmm. Isaiah 53, 9 says that he made his grave with the wicked, um, unlike the kings and priests before him. Mm. You know, thank God he didn't stay there long. That's right. Uh, none of these things fit the idea in the mind of the Jew concerning 
the Messiah of a king priest who would deliver them out of their bondage to Rome. Hmm. Whatever you think about it, brother, Israel is still looking for a Messiah to come and to deliver them from her enemies forever. And what they don't realize is that Jesus came and gave them much more than that. He gave them, uh, he delivered them from their sins, and yet they mocked him, they spit on him, they beat him. Israel still, to this day, believes that the Messiah will usher in a future age of perfection with peace and recognition of God, where all the hate and the suffering and the disease is completely ended. But they look for a Messiah that will be priest and king. They're looking for a warrior and a conqueror, and that's what they were looking for when he first came. They're still looking. Mm -hmm. Jesus fulfilled none of these requirements when he came the first time. Israel remained under bondage until 1949 when, when they broke free and once again became a nation. Mm. To the Jew of Jesus' day, this would automatically disqualify him to be the Messiah, uh, and they still wait. You know, the Jews today take Isaiah 53 that we just read and take that prophecy of a suffering Messiah, and they say that that describes Israel during their exile days and uh not a single person who delivers them. So for Israel, this prophecy uh, will only be fulfilled when the Jewish people are redeemed and the Gentile nations, which, by the way, in case you're curious who that is, and they say Gentile nations, uh, if you ain't a Jew, use a Gentile. <laughs> so, and and the, all those nations that for many years have persecuted them, have caused them constant suffering and death, are going to take responsibility for those actions. You know, Israel will indeed get their Messiah, uh, and all the things uh, they're still waiting for will be fulfilled. Israel will ultimately be fully restored as a nation. I mean, we, they're a nation now, but they don't have all the land God gave them yet. Mm. But they will have. They'll inhabit all the land that God has given them. The temple will be rebuilt, the land will be cleansed, uh, and the world will worship the one true God. You know, brother, many of those prophecies have already been fulfilled by Jesus when he was here the first time. Yeah. But all of them will be fulfilled when he comes the second time. You know, when he comes back with the saints, and the Bible says he comes back with the saints, which means I'm a saint because I've been born again, I've been saved, Amen. I'm going to come back with him to judge the world uh, and to establish his millennial reign. Israel will get their thousand years of peace and prosperity just like God promised. Uh, Satan will be cast into the bottomless pit. Uh, mm -hmm. He'll be shut up and sealed for a thousand years while Israel enjoys their peace. This is the time uh, spoken of in, in the books of Ezekiel and, and Isaiah. What Israel doesn't know and refuses to believe is that the Messiah they're looking for is the same Jesus they crucified 2,000 years ago. Wow. You know, Zechariah 12 and 10 says, And I will pour upon the house of David and upon... Uh, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And it, it's saying that it's going to pour out the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. But now the interesting thing about that scripture, brothers, whenever you take it to the Hebrew, uh, they, they didn't have any way to, to really translate it into English. Why? Because when you read it in the Hebrew, it actually says they will look upon the whom they have pierced. And whenever you look into that, I don't know uh, how many people here are familiar with Hebrew and the alphabet and whatnot. Most of us are probably more familiar with the Greek alphabet, especially if you ever went to college. Yeah. Uh, but um, the Hebrew alphabet starts with Aleph and ends with Tav. 
And just like the Greek alphabet starts with alpha and ends with omega. Well, here, it, that word, the whom in Hebrew is spelt aleph tav. Whoa. So it's like saying they will look upon the first and the last whom they have pierced. Maybe one, maybe one person qualified for that. That's right. So this is clearly Zechariah talking about Jesus. They will look upon the whom, the first and the last whom they have pierced. Well, you know, folks, sometimes what you're looking for is the wrong thing or it's the wrong time or it's in the wrong place. And after a while, if it's passed down, especially if it's passed down from generation to generation, it becomes tradition. And the truth is lost until it's found again. Israel looked for a, a political Messiah, uh, which became tradition. Uh, when the Messiah, Jesus, came as a spiritual Messiah, the Jews didn't recognize him. Sometimes you're looking for something, and it's right underneath your nose. Uh, you know, my, my wife was looking for nutmeg today. And uh, I went through all them shells, and it was right there. Right there. And, and sometimes you look for something and you just stumble over it. And such was the case with Israel and, and their Messiah. When Jesus comes again, they'll recognize him and they'll be cut to the heart because they rejected him and they wasted 2,000 years. Folks, don't you do the same thing. Uh, Jesus died for the sins of the world. And he paid for your sins as well. But you must accept his gift of salvation for yourself. Every tub sets on its own bottom. We call that accepting Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible calls it being born again. You can accept Christ as payment for your sin right now, and you can be born again spiritually. Simply admit that you're a sinner and repent or turn away from your sinful ways. Then ask Jesus to come into your heart. And that, brother, is your inner man. That's down in your spirit. He'll do that. He'll come into your inner man or down in your spirit and he'll save your soul. If you've been convicted of your sin by the Holy Spirit and repented, Jesus will come into your heart and save your soul if you ask him. And that's guaranteed. Brother, you got a song for us?
We'd like to uh, invite you to uh, attend Liberty Baptist Church in Stephen City. That's where we're based out of. Uh, we uh, have the round table, plus we have three other services. Uh, Pastor Kyle, and I'm the adult Sunday school teacher. Uh, we have uh, classes for your children, and uh, we love the Lord. And we'd love Amen. To, we'd love to have you. We'd love to work, have you come worship with us. And... Uh, and uh, we have some, we have a pretty good, great team. And uh, matter of fact, they 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 get really good here. Right? <laughs> I mean, they get really good. Uh, and uh, we have we preach out of the King James version of the Bible, and uh, Amen. we love the Lord. I tell you what, too, uh, whether you're uh, from this area and you're looking for a church, or even if you're just visiting, yeah, you're coming through town, uh, come by and stop by and see us. Eighty-one, um, what? Two miles up the road, just off the eighty-one there. Yeah. 
And so, in fact, tonight we actually have a special guest with us, Brother Brant Lane with Macedonian Builders. Yeah. Uh, is going to be here speaking tonight. Uh, so I know uh, he covets y'all's prayers. He and his family travel all across this great nation uh, and across the world, really, helping yeah. folks build uh, building projects and stuff for missions. Um, continue to check us out on Facebook at Liberty Baptist Church, Stephen City. Check us out on YouTube at LBC Roundtable page. And uh, if you get on Facebook, hit the love button, hit the share button. Yeah. If you're on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe, and mash that little bell in the corner to get notifications. And then, of course, always you can catch us out there on Spotify, Spotify. Google Podcasts, iTunes, you name it. Uh, we're out on Apple Podcasts and things of that nature as well. And so tonight we're going to close in a word of prayer. And uh, brother, will you we close us? Close yeah, Father, we do thank you for this day. Yes, and thank you for the opportunity to come and uh, teach your word. Uh, Lord, we just pray now that uh, you be with the, the services tonight. Uh, be with the service tonight in all the churches, Lord, that uh, your, your gospel might be preached and um, minds will be open to it. Father, we uh, pray and ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you next week. Yeah, maybe we won't have that. I mean, we'll remember to plug that thing in next week.